Blog Talk Radio. DC Sports. The Final Cut. Another week, man. It's a good week. Not just another week. It's a good week. It's victory week, man. You know, yes, we want sir. to celebrate those as much as we can. I got myself, Mr. DC Sports Senior, with my man Damo Rowe here. What's up with you, Damo? Nothing much, man. Just happy for our Reds game. We got the W on Sunday. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, we got the monkey off our back. You know, everybody was talking about the old Jay Gruden, you know, 0 and 4 and this. <laughs> season openers, and, you know, we, we got that off, you know, out the way, man, you know. So, I mean, how was your week, man? I mean, did that win just brighten up everything for you, Damo? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, when the Redskins win, you know, you, you t- I tend to have a smooth week. Everything goes by pretty pretty slow in the way we won. And, and, hey, 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 and a good thing, too, you ain't hear nothing from them Cowboys fans this week either, did you? <laughs> exactly, yeah. They were silent. That's just how I like it. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we get to, you know, silence them for a week. But, you know, it ain't about them. It's about us. You know what I'm saying? We did our thing. Right. You know, we went on the road to Arizona, which I like to call our second home away from home. As far as I've been known, you know, growing up, watching Redskins versus Cardinals games. And whenever we play in Phoenix over there, I mean, we have a hell of a turnout. I mean, I know you probably heard it on the TV. You know, the fans were just screaming, yelling. I mean, it almost sounded Definitely. like, you know, FedEx Field or something. You know what I'm saying? But talking about that game, man, what got more for me watching it? Mm-hmm. It was a different kind of experience and vibe because it was like, all right, you we've seen the Redskins win some games over the years. I mean, we we not known for winning much over the years, but. This one right. here was competent, smart football throughout the game. I mean, and that, a lot of that is attributed to Alex Smith, which we know is a very smart quarterback, and everyone talks about the very yeah. safe quarterback, but he makes the right decisions, and he did that a lot in the game. But it wasn't just that. It was a run game, and Jay Gruden actually sticking with it, and, and it looked like we started gaining an identity, and we dominated that game, time of possession. I mean, what – what did you take away from that game that you just loved the most from it, Damo? Uh, you said it right there, time of possession. I loved it. We actually ran through our big boys, Trent, Morgan, Sheriff. You know, Laval even looked good. And uh, slept on Chase Rulia. He's going to surprise a lot of people. He's a very good player. But we relied on them big boys up front, and we stick stuck with that running game because that's a big difference. Jay used to always say, oh, we need to run, we need to run. But now he has them horses to where he can run. And I stated this last week. Now he's learning, okay, now I really have to run. You know, he's a fairly new head coach too, so he's learning on the go. So I love that we stuck with a game plan. It wasn't wishy-washy. It was a game plan, and it seemed like we stuck with it the entire game. So I loved it. Oh, absolutely, man. That's what I said. You look at Adrian Peterson, new running back for us. I mean, a lot of people said he was washed up. And you could tell Adrian Peterson in his interviews, he talks about that. He talks about people 
seeing that he doesn't have it. And it, it I can tell it bothers him because he's a guy with a lot of pride, and he's a guy that's had a lot of success in the league. And he's been known at some points in the league as the best player in the NFL. So that right there, he still believes that. I mean, he said it. And he's still showing something. He may have lost something, as I said on Twitter. He may have lost something. Right. But to say that guy's washed up, if you say that, then you just don't know what you're watching <laughs> because that dude is still mm-hmm. juking dudes out of his shoes, and he's still Definitely. running dudes over. Patrick Peterson found out the hard way. <laughs> you know? He and then ran, ran him over. This, exactly. And, was, you know, we're talking about one of the top players, and not just one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Patrick Peterson's one of the top players in the league, and he's doing that to guys like that. And then to complement what Adrian Peterson's doing, you got Chris Thompson. I mean, this guy is incredible. I mean, shout out mm-hmm. to Florida State University. That's my favorite college football team. But Chris Thompson, <laughs> man, this dude coming off this significant injury, he looked explosive every time he touched the ball. And it was crazy to see. Every time, I thought he was going to break it every time he got it. And he said yeah. he's saying he's not going to be 100 percent to November. <laughs> and Adrian mm-hmm. Peterson, come on, he's missing holes. You know, I mean, that just makes you even yeah. more excited going forward, man. You know, so I just I can't wait. <laughs> you know, to see how this team just progresses and develops, man. You know, but I, defensively, what did, what, did you, what did you see that you like defensively on the other side of that ball? No defensively, I loved it. Dude, like once again, I'm with Tim McKeith speaking on the fat guys, the big guys up front. They something. They, they they're different. You know, you got John Allen, Payne, Ionidas, Settle did his thing, Ziggy Hood. Those guys helped everything else. Helped everybody else eat. You had Zach Brown sitting in the lanes. You had Monte Nicholson. He's coming into his own. He's not just a player that's lurking in the secondary. He's coming up, filling the holes, making tackles, playing bump and run. On um on passing downs, I'm loving it really. You got Quentin Dunbar. He's looking like a top notch corner right now. Yes, he's looking sweet. Yes, he's he's he shows that he's progressing and he's learned. It's his fourth year, so he spoke about how he how he's experienced, how he's learned different things from D'Angelo Hall, and how that translated. And he got out. Of, he got out of that number forty seven. He fixed the sleeves up a little bit. He got a little swag out there. So I feel like he looks good. He play good. Exactly. So I'm loving it, Moreau. The whole entire team is young and ain't hungry. I'm loving it. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, piggyback on Quentin Dunbar, who I just – I kept talking about the dude on Twitter. I couldn't get enough of Quentin Dunbar in that game. And this, that's the beauty of the NFL. Every year in the NFL, there's a, team, a, a few teams that are going to shock you. They're going to surprise you because everyone thinks they have the NFL pegged out before the season. Oh, this team's going to be tough. Oh, this team's going to do this because this team did that last year. Oh, this player's going to be this because this player was that last year. Oh, this player's not going to be anything because I haven't seen anything from this player. So the Redskins secondary is something that a lot of folks talked about before the season, and they looked at it as a, a question mark. And me, per, I mean, me personally, I prefer unknown because, okay, we don't know if they're going to be good or not. But a lot of people automatically took the pessimistic approach with the secondary. They looked at it and said, oh, I don't know anyone outside of Josh Norman amongst these guys, so they're going to be trash. And Josh Norman didn't have any interceptions last season, so he's not good anymore. So that secondary is a reason why the Redskins aren't going to be good. But Mm -hmm. as I like to talk about, after the 2016 season, 
Everyone said no one. No one believed in Kendall Fuller. They thought that guy was a bust. Oh, that was another one of those bad Scott McLuhan draft picks, or you know. And this guy Definitely. turns out to be one of the what I mean. PFF had him ranked the top rated slot cornerback in the NFL. And but people mm-hmm. didn't know that going into the 2017 season. And then when we trade him, it's all like, oh, we just lost the best cornerback in the world. Oh, why did we trade him? Well. Did you ever start to think, yes, we did not want to trade uh, Kendall Fuller, but that's the price you have to pay if you want to start a quarterback in this league. And and to me, I looked at it like this team obviously saw the death at the cornerback position, and they were young there, and they liked what they had there. But a lot of people just said, oh, well, they haven't shown me anything yet, so they're nothing, so that was a bad trade. But now you're starting to see those young boys ball. You know, you got – Clinton Dunbar looking like the number one corner out there. And Josh Norman had a hell of a game, too. He just didn't have his name called Definitely. much. I mean, he had, he had a good tackle on a David Johnson play. And then there was Fabian Morale, like you said. He's playing the slot. And this guy had a lot of potential coming out of, Damn. I believe, he's drafted out of UCLA. Yeah, and he he's yeah. going to make a name for himself. And then they got the young guys. They like Greg Strowman out of Virginia Tech and then Danny Johnson, an undrafted free agent. And that dude, he, he's he's another one that's going to develop in this, and they love this dude. So, yeah. you just, that's the, like I said, that's the beauty of the NFL, and you love to see these type of guys develop and make a name for themselves, man. Definitely. You know? You're saying, you're saying Moreau in the slots. He, he basically shut the zero down. You know, that boy's 6'2", 200-plus pounds, runs a four three five. You know, then that's why you can't everybody going to miss Kendall Fuller, but – Nobody, I'll guarantee you, nobody pulled it down from 4 o'clock to 7.30. Nobody thought about him because that's why you traded Kendall Fuller. Exactly. You want to win now. It's not about going into the season with Colt McCoy. I like Colt, but you need an experienced quarterback who won't turn the ball over, and that's what you're going to get from Alex Smith. That first game, I really feel like that's what you're going to get. In every drive, I felt comfortable with Alex Smith. I mean, like I said, he's a smart guy. And, you know, you just know this guy making the right decisions. He's making off-script plays. And, you know, that's something we didn't see in previous regimes. And, you know, Mm -hmm. to kind of build up on the the death comment, something else I noted that I loved that I watched in that game. Now, mind you, the defense wasn't on the field that often. <laughs> I mean, we, we got off the field pretty quickly uh, a lot of those drives. There was a lot of three and outs, which I love. I mean, we we kept those guys fresh. I mean, I believe in the first half, the defense was only on the field for like seven minutes. I think um, Arizona right. only had the ball for seven minutes that whole half. We controlled the, you know, the time of possession. And with that on the defense, even with that, we rotated so many guys. I mean, you know, you normally oh, see the defensive line being rotated, you know, often. Those three guys, you know, those six guys are almost like all of them are like starters on the defensive line because they rotate so much. you got to get those big boys rest. But you saw the inside linebackers being rotated out. I saw Josh Harvey Clemens in the game a lot, uh, Zach Vigil in the game a lot. Uh, Pernell McPhee in the game a lot on the outside. Of course, Ryan Anderson came in the game a lot. And then the secondary, those guys were rotating. We saw Greg Strowman come in early. We saw Danny Johnson in there. We even saw Sean Dion mm-hmm. Hamilton on the inside linebackers. And none of those dudes missed a beat. Like, we, nope. we, you didn't see anything out there to say, man, who is this guy? Why is he, why is he in the game? And never once did I catch myself saying that because those guys 
came in and they played like the starters did. And that, that makes you feel comfortable if we have to go through a couple of injuries, which last year was absurd how many injuries we went through, and hopefully we don't have to go through that again. But if we have to go through a couple of injuries, now you feel good. You feel good now. And, I mean, we lost a couple of guys on Sunday, uh, Trey Quinn and Cam Sims. You know, um, but the, you know, you like to have those guys, especially Trey Quinn. We, he showed a little promise, and special teams was something, you know, he took the punt return duties away from Jameson Crowder. But now you call up who, Brian, uh, Brian Quick, who was on the team all summer, you know, and you call up um, – Chesson, Chesson, uh, Jehu Chesson, uh, yep. I could be pronouncing his name wrong, but he's from Michigan. And But these guys are next man up, you know. But, I mean, how do you feel about that death now? Are you as excited as I am about the death? I'm very excited because as now they have, we have a, the team that Jake Gruden wanted to establish himself. You know, his first couple of years he was playing with, you know, different players who didn't fit his goal, like, Deshaun Jackson and Breland. I wouldn't call them me guys, but they weren't. They weren't. They're not going to be the first person you necessarily call team first guys and guys that won't complain. So now he has his type of players, and that's why I'm. I don't believe Dez Bryant will fit here because Jay Gruda has his guys. You know, the name doesn't matter. The big name doesn't matter. It's all about football players. When Scott McCoolin used to say football players. You don't got to worry exactly. about what they're going to do on weekends. You know where they're going to be. You know where their head is. And that depth is a big because you, you have about 53 players, practice squad players that are all football players. Even the practice squad players are ballers. It's not like practice squad players where, oh, they're trash because they're on a practice squad. No, they're, they're good players on a practice squad. So if something goes down, okay, boom, let's bring Biz up or let's bring this guy up or let's bring Cindy Cobbs up, you know, and they'll – produce. So I'm big on death. Death, you need death because nobody stays healthy the entire 17 games, 16 games, plus the playoffs. So death is important, especially with them big guys. Yep. And and it's something to touch on because you mentioned, you know, these guys, football players, you know, you know where they're going to be. And it was I was watching um, the post-game live show at the end of the game on Sunday. And when they were interviewing Quentin Dunbar, he was talking about how big of a presence and how big of an influence that D'Angelo Hall has been on his career, his development. And you can't underestimate good veterans like D'Angelo Hall who just love to hear and is willing to pass on his knowledge and experience of the game. And D'Angelo Hall was talking about Quentin Dunbar, he was saying how much of a sponge Quentin Dunbar was, and he was mentioning that when D'Angelo Hall said, man, I've been in the league for, you know, so many amount of years, and I still take notes in the meeting room when I was in the, you know, the defensive back meeting room, I'm still in there taking notes. He said, and I would notice Quentin Dunbar watching me take notes, he said, and that was big. He said he would watch me, and he started taking notes. And that's something that sticks with you, that work ethic, that, you know, that beyond the game, the little details. And then just to listen to him and Quentin Dunbar interact, they, you know, they talk to each other with the whole um, post-game interview. And these two were right. just talking the plays and the exact routes. And D'Angelo Hall got on them a little bit about, 
missing that pick six that he could have had in the first half. And Quentin Dunbar was like, he, he broke it down to the science about how he read that play and how he knew exactly what was going to happen on that play because of the meeting room. He said he noticed that certain things that the Cardinals do, and he knew exactly what that receiver was going to do, and that's how he was able to jump that route. And you just love hearing that from a young player like that, especially a guy who didn't always play that position. He took it serious. He could have complained, but he took it serious. He took the position serious, and yep. he studies. And that, that type of stuff is infectious. You know, other other guys are looking at that. You know, if you're in a meeting room with a bunch of clowns, <laughs> you, you're going to that, – that's infectious. Infection. No one else is going to, you know, take the time to do stuff like that. But if you're in a meeting room with a bunch of dudes that are serious and taking their craft serious and want to take the game serious, that's infection, infectious. That's going to rub off on your teammates, and they're going to want to do the same thing, you know. But Definitely. moving on, you know, another thing I love, how they took David Johnson out of the game. They took that dude out of the game, didn't they, Dama? Oh, yeah. That, that he, was a, he was a no-show, and I love that. You know, DJ Suarez, you had him on Twitter saying, how is he a comeback player of the week? And he only had, what, how many yards? 67 yards, something like that? Yeah, 67 total yards. <laughs> 67 total yards. They, we dominated him, and I I loved it, especially because he's, he's right. one of the best running backs in the league. Granted, he's coming off a serious injury, but 2018, eight, people come back from those pretty good, and we dominated them. Hey. him. Exactly. And they're off exactly. of the line. And, you know, I would have gave him a pass for the, uh, you know, the series injury. And I, I still give him a pass because not everyone can, you know, come back first game, you know, just straight up dominate, whatever. It looks like your regular self. But right. in that same game, Chris Thompson put up 130 total yards. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Chris Thompson is a beast. I mean, but a lot of people don't give Chris Thompson that respect that they give David Johnson. David Johnson's a superstar. You know, this is the guy who everyone's picking in the first round of their fantasy drafts. Chris Thompson is still a guy right. that people are like, oh, well, he's a sleeper, you know. And Chris Thompson probably came off a more significant, severe injury than David Johnson did. I think David Johnson actually had a chance to come back last season at some point, but Cardinals shut him down because they weren't going anywhere. But Chris Which Thompson had no choice, and he still hurt. Yeah, exactly. He's right. your franchise player. But Chris Thompson, he's still, he still hurting. And this dude came out and didn't look one bit of an injured person. And he put up 130 total yards. Not only great, but that whole situation was, like I said, I'm not going to fault David Johnson too much. It's an injury, yeah. But Chris Thompson's still not getting noticed, and he's out there balling. Like that whole Fox thing, they, they acknowledged all these guys coming back, but they didn't say anything about Chris Thompson. You know, and this nope. guy was having a hell of a season before he got injured last year, and he comes back Definitely. this year, first game. I mean, first game off a significant knee injury, and he just lights it up. Hold on, we got. I think we got Chris uh, Worthy calling in, man. Let me let me let him in on. Yo, 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 fellas, what's, what's up, going Chris? on? What's up, going man? On. You know, we was waiting for you, man, to bring it, man. You know what I'm saying? We, me and Damo in there holding it down, talking some good skins talk, man. What's up, Chris? What you got for us, Definitely. man? Oh, man, I I ran into one studio, and I'm jumping in another one with you fellas, man. I, I, I brought the Kool-Aid. Y'all thirsty? Anybody thirsty? Oh, <laughs> hey, I'm ready. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I'm bringing all the flavors, man. Oh, my God. 
Hey, man, catch me up, man. What y'all been talking about, man? What's going on? First of all, ladies and gentlemen, Eldridge of the Redskins, victory, victory Wednesday. What's up? How y'all feeling? Yes, sir. That's what we've been talking about, Chris. We've been talking about just win. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been talking about, you know, just pretty much we, we got into how this this win felt different in a lot of ways, even though, you know, of course, we talked about the monkey coming off our backs in Jay Gruden's debut, but the fact that this win here just felt something just not not quite Redskins fan like because this win felt competent. It felt like we were a dominant team, and it, and it looks like it's carrying over to the fact that now everyone's expecting us to win, and not just because oh we're you know this or that, but because we look like a smart football team. I mean, what, what you, well, how you feel, Chris? Oh my God, man! Look, look at me, let me. I'm, I'm I'm right there with you, Dre. I'm I'm right there exactly. with you, Doma. Look. It was Sunday. Game started. I'm sitting here. I want to say at least by the two minutes in the second quarter, when they just started dropping 21 points, I looked around. I looked out the window. First, I wanted to make sure that the sign of apocalypse wasn't upon us. I looked down to my feet to make sure that I was planted firmly. I was in this state that I am of unfamiliar territory. As a Redskins fan, you're on the edge of your seat. You got the defibrillator charged up. You, you, you're in almost panic mode. You're almost yelling at the TV. You almost got to restrain yourself. I was eerily calm with what was going on, with what I saw. And I had to look. I see Bergen and Gold. I'm looking at the scoreboard. I'm seeing a dominant team go into somebody else's house, eat up all their food, drink up all the liquor, take over the TV, grab the remote, and just dominate. I didn't I didn't know what was going on, but you know what, Dre, you know what, Domo? It felt great. That I hear these fable stories of other fans of other teams sitting there and just enjoying a game of football, watching their team do their thing with no animosity in this Zen state. And we experienced that, gentlemen. We experienced that, and I love it. I want more. I want more of it. We were not threatened that whole game. Like, At no, all. It was no threat. It was no threat in that game whatsoever. And – First drive was all oh, people wanted. People were ready. You know, people had their jokes. So, oh, same old Redskins. I'm like, well, first drive. You know what I'm saying? It was in the, in the first drive. Got messed up on a false start penalty. You know, but then that second drive, we came out there bully ball. The, then the third drive, we came out there. That was Alex Smith season. Alex Smith, he took over that drive. That was the drive where he was throwing shovel passes at the last second. He was running for the first down, and he was making the smart throws. And then the third drive was just the the cherry on top. And at this point, I said, "Oh, I'm cool." I, I you know, I, I I turned my recline on. I sat back. I put my feet up. I said, <laughs> "We got this." You know, it was cruise control from that point. You know, I mean, and we literally did cruise control, but we still weren't threatened. Man, Domo, we we talked about this on the last pod. We we had uh-huh. this. We knew going into this game that. The atmosphere was different. The mindset was different. Uh, the the reports out of Ashburn was different when you talked to the players. 
and we was like, man, it's something going on. It's something buzzing. And, you know, you had your chicken loaders, you had your people. You know, we we, <laughs> we, we hopped on the preseason that they, you know, what they was doing, what they wasn't doing. You know, we had some great callers call in and, 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 and break down uh, how they felt. But, man, I'm so glad to be right on this side of the fence. Because, hey, Domo, correct me. If I'm wrong, I will always cook some crow and eat it uh-huh. and get into, hey, guys, hey, gals, I was wrong. But that's what I wanted to see and what I expected to see out of this team. Definitely. It was something big. I loved it. That Being, being, being able to be a Redskins fan and be comfortable an entire fourth quarter is something new for me. Specifically, my generation of Redskins fans. You know, I'm a '92 baby, so I was born right after that, and right, right towards the end of that era. So, hopefully, oh, yeah, this is yeah. the start of a new era. <laughs> you, you was born <laughs> with that last silver, uh, Super Bowl silver spoon in your mouth. That, that, that exactly. last Mark but, Rippin and but, company. No, we're, we're called Damo's not yeah. a '92 baby. Damo's a Super Bowl baby. Greatness as soon as I came out the womb. Give me this Super Bowl, <laughs> give me this give me this Gerber and let's go. But it was yep. great, man. Now, now here's my here's my three takeaways from that game. We we talked about the the Q B, those intangibles. The stuff that was sparking in the buzz at training camp that that uh, fans in the media weren't used to seeing on the center. We saw that firsthand on Sunday playing the Cardinals. And I don't care about the media pundits. I don't care about who thought they was going to win and who was and everything like that. We saw a general out there just running the show. What you want me to do? All right, let me just go out here. Play didn't go down as expected. Let me improvise. Oh, we got some short downs. I got to make a first. Everybody's check. Let me run for this. Let me shovel pass. Wu Tang was out there doing his thing, and I and I said <laughs> that was those intangibles we were missing, sorely lacking in the past. So I'm glad I saw that. Two, in the past, when something went well, when Jay called the play, and I and, and I wanted to talk about this with you guys, but you know we ran 45 minutes, just came like that last time, and I want to jump on this, and I want to uh, talk talk about it now. Jay Gruden is underrated when it comes to his script his first 16 scripted plays whatever the game plan he has in place that first 16 no matter who he had throwing the ball catching the ball running the ball he he his game plan is was always ranked up there in the past as a Redskins fan when something worked jay went away from it you know he was like oh okay yeah we got that 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 running play to Fat Rob or P. Ryan or somebody or Chris Thompson, they ran like first – it was first and ten, and they ran like 70 yards. You wouldn't see it anymore until like in desperation time or something. You're like, man, do that play that was working. Right. They ran the ball. They ran the ball. They ran the ball. Period. Amazing. A lot of fans was like, oh, where was Dotson? You know, Dotson had a catch. Crowder had a catch. Um, Richardson had a catch. They Probably stuck team. with what worked. Yeah. And I love that. I love it. If it works, Chris, let Chris, it go. That's called an identity. That's an identity. And that's what we lacked. Yeah, oh, my lacked God. For so long. Yep. That, and that's what we've been crying. That's what we've been complaining about for some odd years. What is the identity of this offense? 
what's the identity of this defense? Have we talked about the defense yet? Dre, Dre, take it over for me, man. Take, take it over. Let me, let me. Take, just, just start yeah. talking about that. Let me, let me pour myself another glass over here of uh, some delicious <laughs> tropical punch. Go ahead. Break, break down the well, defense. What do you see with those guns today? We, we talked a little bit about the defense, but one thing I definitely wanted to bring up about the defense was something that fans kind of complained about um, during and after the game. Um, I heard a lot of complaints that the pass rush was wasn't there, and so I had to rewatch the game myself, and I had to look at it, and I, I wanted to see. I mean, when I watched the game as it happened, I'm like, all right, we weren't on defense long enough to kind of really focused to say, oh, we did this or that. Because we was on the defense got so much rest. But I had to watch it again. And as I watched it again, the pass rush was getting there. The, the few times we were on the field on defense in the first half, they in the second half, they were getting home. But people have to remember, and I had to remind people of this, Sam Bradford gets the ball out really, really quickly. He's been known – he might not be a lot of things in his – you know, life, you know, he may be this, he may be Mr. Glass, he may be whatever you want to call it, but Sam Bradford has always been known to get the ball out very quickly. He plays hot potato in a sense with the ball. And he did that. But even with that, the pressure was getting there, and it bothered him. And I knew I was watching this with my eyes. I'm looking, and I'm so big, big, getting there. But this guy's getting the ball. Even if it was a panic decision, he was getting it out. And you started seeing those panic decisions start to turn into a little bit of bad things. As you've seen where Quentin Dunbar got the interception later in the game. And, he, and as I talked about earlier, Quentin Dunbar should have had a pick six earlier in the game. But he made up and got an interception later in the game. And then my thoughts were validated when pro football folks put out their stats and we rated we had like a rate ninety two for a pass rush. They said our fast but mm-hmm. our pass rush was ferocious and I noticed that. I said that, 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 that happened. Exactly. And uh when they started sending Josh Harvey Clemens up the middle on Blitz, I said, Okay, they're using him as that Tasmanian devil that he was used as a Louisville. And Ryan Anderson even got to him uh at one point. So I mean we were getting there and we even forced a fumble later in the game, but that's something I expect going forward. You're going to see it more with quarterbacks who don't get the ball out so fast. I think we'll get to Andrew Luck a little bit more. You know, I think the defense will do that. You know, you'll probably see more turnovers this week too, and depending on the weather, you know, it may be, you know, <laughs> a running game, which the Colts aren't really good at, you know, even with Marlon Mack yeah, coming back this week. You know, we didn't, even, we didn't but, even blitz most of the time. Exactly. We, we ran four. Got the job exactly. done. Thank you, Damo. Yep, it was four oh against God, six. Yeah. Arizona always kept the extra block in in that game too, and we we did just send four guys, you know. But um, great points. Great we have points, a caller. Let's 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 see what uh, this caller talking about. Let's see. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? Hello. Hey, what's up, yo, man? Yo. Can you hear me? Hey, this is uh, Peach Mania, buddy. Peach Mania on Twitter. What's up, Peach? What's up, what's up baby? Going, going on, on man? On? Hey, what's going on, hey, man? man? Hail, to, hail to the Redskins. What a hell of a week, man. All I'm going to say is Alex Smith brings a calmness to this team that we haven't had in a while. How long mm-hmm. has it been since we've seen these unscripted plays, un, like just a play breaks down and uh, Chandler Jones comes from the side, he rolls to his left and hits, and hits Jordan Reed for 20, 20 yards. I mean, come on. We, we, we both know number eight would have got stacked. We both know – we both <laughs> we all know that – we 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 all know that number eight we would have had a safety on that on that one play where he got rid of the ball real quick. That would 100 percent. But either yeah. a safety or a pick six. Great call. 
Think your oh my God! Yeah, I forgot about that one. Good call. Good catch. Yeah, man. man. Just just think about like he's so calm. It's it's nice to see, man. And I'm so glad we got that win. I'm with you guys on this Colts game. I I, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna dominate, man. I I just feel. I feel that they they have no running game, so we don't have to worry about that. And I feel their defense isn't isn't good at all. I think our offense is going to be able to go up and down the field. What do y'all think? Right. Uh, Damo, you want to you want to start on that? Which on your thoughts, Coach Redskins, Coach? Um, you hit it right on the head. Speaking of that play when he got it out of the end zone, there was another play where the pocket was collapsing and he kind of Brett Favre flicked it to Chris Thompson, I believe, and he Chris Thompson got the first down. So just improvising. It wasn't even like he was thinking about it. It was more like instinctual type of thing. It wasn't like, oh, I'm dropping back. My first reason I hear, okay, I can go to the next. Or I can improvise, you know, get his little foot pass to Chris Thompson. And so I really agree. And as far as the Colts coming up, I believe he can dominate them. You know, Andrew Luck, he's he's not Brett Favre, but he's a, he likes to take chances. He's a gunslinger in that type of mode, really. He likes to throw the ball downfield, take chances. So, I really believe besides their uh, left guard, Quentin Nelson, he's a beast. Besides him, oh, yeah. all the other offensive linemen are hurt, and they're not really that strong. So I, I believe we can – if we go up against a team, their offensive line is not necessarily their strength. I really believe we can go in and dominate them as well on the other side of the ball. Fat guys are, are very good, very good. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you with that, Domo. Pretty much with you with that. I mean – and. And I'm not going to take anything away from Luck. Luck is a good QB. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting back, because I was with you, Dre. Um, you know, after I come down off my uh, Redskin Euphoria, I, I go back to look at the game again as I'm just an X and O's guy. And right. that, that pass rush was there because there was both game plans on both sides of the ball. They knew that Bradford, if he was a stationary guy, you gave him time. He's going to eat you. He he he's going to terrorize you. He's gonna he's gonna hit his marks. That pass rush that was designed to get to him, like you said, we only needed to rush four, and when they did, the stunts that they were using made him move. And when he moves and he gets out of that pocket, he becomes erratic and panic, as you can see from that you know from how he performed. The card side, they had to respect this line of the Redskins because, one, they was hardly even got warmed up because the offense was just out there, just pretty much eating up the clock. They didn't even really get a chance to get into a rhythm. And when they were out there, they had to respect that front because they kept extra linemen there, extra blockers there, just for the four guys that we was coming at. Then we got and just started pinning the ears back later on in the game with Harvey Clemens and everything. So um, with Andrew Luck, I think they're going to have the same game plan. they got to get him over. They want to test if are you 100% healthy, get the jitters out of you. They're going to go at Luck, trust me. They're going to have him moving and running around mm-hmm. and do. And because of that offensive line of the Colts, you might see a sack or two from the big dogs up front. I think they're only going to need, and it's such a luxury just to have a four-man, four-lineman going up against five and an extra blocker, and then you can rotate those guys out. It's a thing of beauty, guys. It is. Yeah, absolutely, man. And something to note with Andrew Luck, he threw the ball 53 times last week against the Bengals. 53. I pray, I pray that that mother ever throws 53 times this week. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be pick city, you know, and I'm not even just saying it as a homer, but 
it's just you you don't want your quarterback out there throwing 53, especially a guy coming off of injuries that was actually affecting his throwing motion. And the first game back, you have this guy throwing 53 times. That's not sustainable at all, you know. And with that, like I said, they're not known for running the ball. I mean, this week, you know, they were were without the guy that they expected to start this year, Marlon Mack. But I think he's supposed to be playing this week. But even still, I mean, Marlon Mack is not a world beater. And they're not going to run the ball that much. I don't think the Colts are really much of a running team. And they feel confident and comfortable with Andrew Luck throwing the ball. But we owe the Indianapolis Colts a couple of ass whoopings dating back to 2002. We haven't beat them since 2002. You know, they beat us. We were bad. They, 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 got and, um, <laughs> you know, they, caught us, they always caught us on the year that we were just really bad. Cause we were bad 06. Remember, we went to the playoffs 05 and 07, but 06 was that non-playoff year in between those years. And we were bad that year. Right. Coast quarter right. that year. But, you know, they had Peyton Man in that year. We had Mark Brunel. Then 2010, they caught us when we had uh-huh. Donovan McNabb at quarterback, you know, was, you know right before the old <laughs> Rex Grossman, you know, whatever. You know, so yeah. like I said, they would catch us at bad times. Then 2014, they caught us at Jay Gruden's first year as a head coach when we uh, just went with Colt McCoy at starting quarterback. And Colt, don't get me wrong, he had a hell of a game. I think he threw like oh, four yeah. touchdowns and almost 400 yards in that game, but we had a bad defense. I mean, Colt scored 49 points on us in that game, and we were like just was no competing with it. But now it's a different story. We're a different team. I think Jake Gruden in his now fifth year, he, he's, he's starting to try to establish an identity on the offensive side of the football. We got some dogs on the defensive side of the football. They're not scoring 49 points this week. You know, I can tell you that. You know, and something to go back to that's actually going to be relevant to this game. In the Cardinals game, a lot of folks kind – of, another little gripe that a lot of folks were complaining about was – we didn't throw the ball downfield enough. They were saying, you know, oh, well, Alex Smith didn't really take any deep shots. And, you know, I kind of wanted to listen to Jay Gruden and see what he had to say about that. And Jay alluded to the fact that that wasn't really in the game plan too much this week. He said the Cardinals play a lot of zone. They don't really play much man. So we just kind of wanted to attack the spots in the zone and, you know, pretty much kill it. And that's what we did in the game. We attacked the the weaknesses in their zone. We didn't force anything deep just to say we threw it deep. Yeah, we took one shot, right. and that one shot should have been a touchdown, but that was the play that Paul Richardson got held on. But I expect going forward this week, you will see us open it up a little bit more and go deep because the Colts are not going to play primarily zone defense. And right. on top mm-hmm. of that, the Colts also don't really have those playmakers in the backfield like Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson. They don't really have that many playmakers in the secondary. So you're going to test those guys out, and you're going to open it up against them, you know, this week. So oh, yeah. you, you're going to see more of that. And I, yeah. I and I expect a little bit of the fans' doubts to start, you know, coming down. Well, that kind of depends on the weather too, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, once I jumped out, I looked at the latest forecast and um, – I don't know, man. I, um, you know, uh, you know, stay safe out there, East Coast crew. You know, with with that weather, um, I, I really think by the time we get to Sunday, um, everything's gonna be super soggy. <laughs> so um, yeah, they say, might, and they yeah. say the DC area won't get hit that bad by this uh, storm. Oh, word. Okay, all right. That still doesn't need it. No, do they got a soccer yeah. game or something tonight or tomorrow or something like that? I know they played one yesterday. Uh, it was what Brazil and El Salvador. That's where Josh Norman and all of them were there. So oh, I'm yeah, not sure if they yeah. play another one this week. Yeah, yeah. But 
that's something that bothers me. What's that, Domino? I have I have two little things I want to I want to get off about the yeah, call for a second. So I've listened to a few podcasts. I have two takeaways from you know we they usually when you come out of games you know they say you, you know you're a good team. I believe it was Brian Mitchell who said this. You know you're a good team when you have one or two players that you know were to play the games or stood out. But you're a very good team when you have you know seven, eight, nine awards and players that you can name and say oh they stood out. So that's one takeaway. And the, my biggest thing from this game was there was another saying, well, you know about the two-minute offense, but this game we had like a four-minute offense where, you know, it, it was about eight, nine minutes left. And we, we we didn't get a ball back to them until, what, one minute, two minutes left. And that's because we dictated the clock. We controlled mm-hmm. the clock. We didn't let the other team dictate the game. You know, at basketball, you know, I tell my, my kids, you know, you play – when you play free and you play your brand of basketball, you get to dictate the flow of the game because that's a big, that's the most important part exactly. of a game almost, the flow, controlling the flow. It's not just about running up and down the court or catching passes or doing this. You, it's a mental side too where if you control the flow, you control how everything goes. And that's a big thing we did. We controlled the mental side and the, dom- the domination side. We dominated them mentally, it, it, not it, just it, physically. It was from start to finish, and you you could yep. hear a pin drop except for the takeover of the Redskins fans that went out there. The Redskins was doing things, and you were here cheering through coming through the speakers. And I'm like, yo, they were Redskins Nation was at that stadium deep, and when I say deep, it's like <laughs> it, it was like a home game. It was like an extension of FedEx. Difference when we win, because people forget we yep. are one of the top. See, these 90s and 2000s, people have got it messed up and talk about the Patriots and stuff, but people forget we are one of the most, we are one of the best franchises in the history of sport, the sports, specifically the NFL. You want to go back to the, even before the Super Bowl, the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, early 90s, we were that one of those top two franchises. So when we win, people are going to see, like, what we can do and what type of franchise we are. Man, it's just it was it was lovely, man. It, it's and mm-hmm. the scary part about all of this, fellas, is that and me here, now. See here, me here. I go being greedy, wanting more. They can be better than what we saw on Sunday. Definitely. Like they got the potential to improve mm-hmm. over what we saw. Yeah, yeah. That is so scary. Scary for other people. Love for us. And it, it's it's it was just so great, man, just to to experience that from start to finish. You don't know how relaxed, how zen I was <laughs> at once the game was over, man. It was I, I know y'all felt the energy and the vibe out there, man. It was just it was it was just great, man. Just a loss of words for that stuff, man. But we can keep this going. That that experience on the offensive side of the ball with that veteranship with Smith and AP. It's going to trickle down to everybody else because when you got those type of people in the locker room, you know they won't have to worry about this Colts being a trap game or oh okay you guys are so high up here you're going to just overlook the Colts and I'm, I'm Dre you you talked about something with you said you listening to uh, Gruden's uh, presser today and I think I don't know I can't remember the reporter uh, but they was asking Gruden about Green Bay Packers and I'm paraphrasing here with Gruden's response but something's like man, we're not in the position to be worrying about Green Bay. And 
I've never heard a humbling uh, comment from Gruden for him to be that focused and that sharp on look. Yeah, we beat the Cardinals, but by my calendar and my clock, we about to play the Colts. We're not worried about no one else right now. And with that type of uh, leadership and that type of veteranship in the in the locker room, you won't look at these Colts as it's a trap game. You know, I pretty much see another dominant uh, performance by this team and winning, you know, burning the weather, um, doing their thing and getting another W this Sunday. No, absolutely. And I was going to actually bring that up too, Chris. I, I, I heard that today and, the, you know, they asked Jay if, they saw the Cardinals as, I mean, as a, uh, if they saw the Colts as a trap game. And Jay Gruden goes, first off, we got to focus on being consistent before we even looked at in that aspect of saying that, you know, any game is a trap game. You know, we, we, haven't, right, right. we haven't earned that privilege to say that we, we are looking at teams as a trap game, but is a testament of how good they looked week one for that to even be a question at this point. Because – if we came out and looked like, you know, kind of like the regular old Redskins this week, this would this game would be looked at as, oh, must win, oh, Redskins, coast toss-up, anybody can win. But now that, you know, you know outside folks are looking, to, you know, asking if this is a, a trap game, you know. And <laughs> Jay, like I said, I love Jay Gruden's response to that. Jay Gruden is like, no, no, we, we, we are not in any position to say anything about trap. Let's, yeah, no, you know, get a yeah. – you know, a string rolling first before we can start saying we can look past teams. So, you, know, you definitely can't look, you know, we, we aren't at that position yet. And I know we as fans, we talk confidently and we feel good about this team. And that's something that other fans kind of, I guess maybe they are superstitious or whatever the case may be, but they'll, they'll come to you and say, oh, stop talking so highly of the Redskins, that's when we lose. No, the hell it isn't. Mm-hmm. Me talking about the Redskins, I'm not on that field. I'm not tackling anyone. <laughs> I can say whatever I want to say. <laughs> you know, right. it's not going to change that outcome on Sunday. But I feel confidently, and I, I only really speak confidently when I feel confident. And I haven't been confident of Redskins in years. But this team, as I said, just judging, looking at how everything has progressed from the off season to now. They've shown me something different than they've shown me in recent years. And this game just affirmed my thoughts. And before the game, I was talking trash. I mean, I felt confidently before the game. And I spoke confidently before we played the Mm -hmm. Cardinals. I even made a tweet. I said, hey, we're going to come out flexing on the Cardinals that day. I had people tell me, oh, you know, stop talking so confidently. Don't don't speak too soon, you know, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And I was, you know, I said, well, just watch. Game come around. And I, I and, it, and, it, and it's confirming what I thought, validating my thoughts. So I start talking a little bit more trash. And I had fans coming to me during the game talking about, hey, you know, not yet, you know, how the Redskins. I said, hey, no negative, no, no negativity today. I'm not tolerating it. You know, nope. this, mm-hmm. you know, I feel no, confident no, that we look like this. And you know, but like I said, we 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 can talk as the fans. We can say what we want to say, but what we say doesn't matter. It's all about what the players. How the players feel, how the coaches are approaching the game, that's what matters. And I love Jay's response to that. Oh, man, big time, big time. And as a fan, you got the right – and I'm not going to knock any anybody being negative, anybody trolling. You, you as a fan, especially as a Redskins fan, you have the right to express any way you want to. But don't come in and steal my shine. I'll 
I am drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, hold on. Hey, Chris, Chris, what, what you say? You said something earlier that made me laugh. My fell out laughing. You said, man, you going to sit on my Twitter couch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you want to come sit on my Twitter account and want me, my couch, and want me to con- console you? Say, hush, hush, little baby, don't say a word? Get out of here, man. Come on. Come on. If you're going to be pessimistic before the game, saw the game, saw the dominance of the game, and you still like, oh, well, now you want to change the narrative? And you want to come in? Well, well, Chris, okay, yeah, they're one, but don't, don't get too high because, you know, they got to play the Colts. Dude, everybody plays everybody on Sunday and on Thursday and on Monday night. Put your right. best 11 on offense, your best 11 on defense. Let's go. That's what I saw on Sunday. I saw a dominating win. I saw the potential in camp. I saw who they drafted. I saw the vibe. I saw the vibe on Sunday. Your next opponent is the Colts. Come on, man. Come on. Don't 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 steal my shine. I I have plenty of love for everybody. No doubt about that. If you know me, you know how I am. But look, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I'm walking on cloud nine. I'm feeling good about myself. Yeah, I'm all the way over on the other side of the continent, man, trying to shoot all the love, spread all my love over there, man. It's it's going to be a great season. And, and Domo, I had a question for you, because this is, this is the next mm-hmm. thing that could be a takeaway. So the love from the media, the love Uh-oh. of the, of the mm-hmm. announcers and ESPN, the NFL Network, those guys and gals, um, not you know, fans could be complaining about not getting enough love from mm-hmm. uh, the media aspect. How do you feel about? It? Do you worry about that? Is that a thing that you like? Yeah, yeah, they should get it. Or do you want to be like me uh, and kind of like fly under the radar and keep that underdog mentality as the season goes? Honestly, I want to fly under the radar and keep that mentality because you know it allows us not to get big headed. You know, I love seeing swears on Twitter talking his talking his excuse my language s-h-i-t when people want to doubt us and not not bring us up because all you hear you know you get on undisputed all you hear about is the cowboys or first take or sports center you're guaranteed to hear about the cowboys aaron Rodgers, lebron james tom brady those guys but you know we just we're just gonna have to win we're gonna just have to control what we can control and that day will come. Now you see, you know, Good Morning Football, they're probably the only, you know, cast who really talks about us and knows what they're talking about. But now you have NFL Network uh, today. They were talking about the Redskins. So when we win, that's going to take care of everything, really, because, you know, you had Wally on Undisputed yesterday, and they were talking, you know, Skip couldn't really say nothing. He wanted to talk about Dak and all these other things, but he couldn't really say anything because they know how, how bad they're going to be. So, well, at least I feel like they know how bad they're going to be. So, I want to continue flying under the radar. I, I actually love it because when we start beating up on these teams and beating up on their quarterbacks, I don't want to see no bandwagon. We're going to know who were the original fans, who were here from day one. So, I love it. I'm with you, though. I'm with you. We we just <laughs> this just let it go, man. They They've already labeled us as the underdog. You know, they've they've already put us in the spot. You don't gotta change it now. When 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 we run through the league and we when when folks finally get the sleep out their eyes and they're like, Oh shoot, these these guys are legit, it's gonna be too late. It's gonna be week fourteen, week fifteen. We're already gonna be in the spot 
just don't sleep on this team. Don't sleep on it. If they can do what they did on Sunday on a consistent level, stay healthy, stay hungry, stay humble, man, sky's the limit. The sky is the limit for this team. Yep. Absolutely. And and something I don't want to really hear too much is, oh, well, you only played this team. Yeah, well, that never mattered in the past. <laughs> NFL, you know. <laughs> and and we're we talking about the Redskins here who – literally can sit up there and play up or down to any opponent in the league. So care if you say the Cardinals aren't this or the Colts aren't that. If we go out there and – I mean, not just beat them. We, we, if you go out there and dominate them like you're supposed to, oh, we, we're going to talk. We're going to feel good about that because that's not something we normally do. We don't just – we don't dominate teams that we're supposed to beat. You know, we we that's not something we are accustomed to as a fan base. So when it happens, I feel like you have the right to feel good about it, and you have the right Thank to talk you. about it. And Thank you. The Colts coming yep. up now. You know, people. If if we beat the Colts, you know, people are going to say the same thing. But to me, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. My perspective is we just went out and won our first two games, and we were consistent. We showed consistency, and we beat these two teams. And regardless of how you feel about that team we did what we were supposed to do, and we beat who were in front of us. And like I said, granted, and so we still have the Colts game to go. I mean, you know, that still can go anyway. I, but I would love to see us come out with that same, you know, focusness that we came out with on the Cardinals and the same type of game plan where we want to attack this team. And that would just make me feel good. You know, I'm going to feel good regardless mm-hmm. of who we beat. It's, it's about how we executed it and how we went out and did what we were supposed to do. So that's that's what I'm looking for this week when we play the coach, is are we executing our game plan? Are we doing this in Coach Gruden's vision? Not necessarily how much we beat the coach, but I'm like, that doesn't matter. I mean, I just want to know if we're going out there and we look competent, we're playing with consistency, and we're executing. That's important to me as a fan watching this game coming up against the Colts. Oh, couldn't say it any better, Dre. Couldn't say it any better. I mean, so, yep. so ladies and gentlemen, that you're listening, that's our editorial for this episode, for this pod. You, it's okay to be excited about the Redskins. You can feel good about yourself, that you're rooting for this burgundy and gold masterpiece that is forming in front of our eyes. You can do that. It's, it's okay. And, yes, it's only week one. It's, we, we're, it's not officially week two. We understand week one is officially over. You know, if you want to get back into that salty mode, hey, that's your prerogative. Cool. I'm just letting you know you can still feel good about yourself because you only got 15 more weeks left. And before you know it, February is going to be here. Everybody's going to be crying. They want football back. We're going to be reaching for every – Every picture, every little movement they got to do with football until it's officially back. And now that's officially back here, here, right here, I'm excited. I'm <laughs> stoked. And I'm going to keep it going. All right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And, man, you know, I think we still got, hey, Peach, we still got you on the line? Yeah, buddy, I'm here. You might have put the. Oh, I was going to say, man, you got any last thoughts for us, man? I do appreciate you giving us a call, man, bringing your fire. You always bringing that passion and fire, man. You're <laughs> good look, Pete. Good look, man. man. My man, that, that's the, hey, my man, Peach, he can tell you anything about wrestling, and he can tell you anything about the Redskins. 
Hey, hey, man, why are you on there, man? Give us, give us a Twitter handle to the, to the ladies and gentlemen out there so they can hit you up on, on at, social media. At Peachamania. All right, you heard it, folks. Just you like heard it. You heard it. But Peach with a O is Peacho. Peacho. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Hey, last thought, my last um, name is Peter. Yeah, Peach. My okay, last, I love it. My last I didn't thought know is. <laughs> my, <laughs> Go ahead, Pete. What you got, man? My last, my last thoughts, buddy. I'm on the bandwagon with you right now, and everybody needs to go on now because, like you said, this is a different team, and I can see them winning ten games. You know, and and going on and doing something special. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see, man. If, like I said, if they can stay consistent is the key word. Stay consistent. You, you know, and, and like I said, I'm on the, I've been on the Alex Smith train because I've been, I was off the number eight train for years now. And I just, Facts. I, I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think we're going to turn the ball over and stuff. And that's a, a huge thing that, that, that means you're going to be in every game. If you don't turn the ball over, you're going to be in the game in the fourth quarter. Like that, that's just how football goes guys. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Did, did, did we give a shout out to uh, Ioannidis for that 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 strip sack that he got at the end of the game? Kind of just put the, the the final nail in the yep. coffin, just a statement that we're here. I mean, oh my man! Potential is so yep. there everywhere yep. across the board. Love it. I and, love and don't it. And, and don't forget and don't forget either. Our our line is beefed up on the on the de- defensive side, and we have a rookie and a second year guy. I mean this. This is this is a good thing, guys. I mean, this is how the Eagles won their Super Bowl last year. You can say whatever you want, but they won the Super Bowl because of that D line and the rotation. And we are building that. We're building the same kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. It's yeah, a copycat league, and you look to see mm-hmm. well who's consistently in the playoffs, who's hitting that, who's who's on that quest for the championship for that for that ring. You look at that defensive line. You get a six, seven man rotation that can just plug people out, and we were doing that. Yo, I know you guys saw backups. At the end of that game, still out there wrecking shop, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That, oh my god! The crazy thing is, you know, the crazy thing is, the Eagles their their players were veterans, but we're building for the long run. Where our our tough players are youngsters, like they're they're puppies. You know, all these other teams with good defensive lines. You know, I right, in three four years they'll probably be done, but ours and ours they're twenty one, twenty two, three four years they'll. Some of them probably still will be entering their prime. Will they just be entering it? So this is for the long run. I'm loving it. And we have cap room. We're doing good with the cap. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving yeah. it. Yeah. And that was one of the and, things that I, that one of my concerns going in this year because, you know, in the past, Redskins used to get these veterans, these free agents that were already established. You know, a lot of responsibility is really falling on these position coaches to, to coach up these young guys and get them ready. And so – so far, so good. Props to the uh, the coordinators and the assistant coaches that's getting these guys ready, man. They 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 look like they they're ready to do their thing. Absolutely, no doubt, man. no doubt. And this, I'm going to say this, like said, man. Yep. The everybody, everybody, you know, can, can get down on us for being optimistic and saying, "Hey, we might be able to do something." But you know what? Last year, week one, week two, week three, we all did the same thing to the damn Eagles, and they ended up turning it around and getting the big prize, man. So it might not look on the outside from fans looking in, oh, they're the same old sorry-ass Redskins. But if we're building this thing right, man, you can make noise now. It it, it, it doesn't have to take ten years, you know what I mean? Things <laughs> right, change in a year. Right. Like we, see it, we see it every year. There's new, playoff, there's new playoff teams every year, like you guys said. Every People year. look at the schedule, oh, we're going to win this game, we're going to lose this game because they're good, but it flips. Like the teams that you think are going to stink, 
you might have a harder time against them. They might be the better team this year. I mean, who would have thought mm-hmm. the Bucks would have wrecked would have wrecked the Saints on Sunday? The Saints without yep. Jameis. Yep. So <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm excited, guys. Oh, I'm glad, man. And Peace. Thanks again for calling in. Uh, we are about to wrap this show up, man. Another. This was a fast hour right here. And before we go, I want to say Jay Gruden is three and one on week two. So hope we keep that going. That's something mm-hmm. we keep going. But thank you, everybody. Thank you, Damo, Chris, man. We had another good show. I had fun with you guys. Any any last words? Ten seconds left. HTTR. That's all I gotta say. Hey, there we go. That's all we need. Here we go. Let's <laughs> let's wrap it up, fellas. <laughs> all right, <laughs> later. All right. Yep.